0: Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chats with other listeners... Find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Pogbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys, they're marvelous.
1: Hello, and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue 184. This is Marjorie.
2: This is Arnie. And this is Justin. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your collecting is? <laughs> It has been a hectic time, Marvel collecting-wise. I mean, I hope everybody got a chance to follow us on Facebook. We did a lot of coverage from San Diego Comic-Con live on Facebook. Had a lot of great interviews with the Hasbro brand team, Gentle Giant, Diamond Select Toys. Did a lot from the QMX booth, NECA. The Hot Toys was a highlight. It has been just Several weeks of allowing all of that new information to digest and absorb. What was the highlight of your con? Mine
3: was the the unfolding drama of will he or won't he with the with the Milano. Hmm. And I, I still don't know how that story ends, to be honest with you. I mean, we were... I was pretty dang sure that Thursday or Friday when we were originally looking at it, I would have bet money that you were going to walk out the door of that thing come Sunday.
1: He didn't. We actually left... At like 3.30 on Sunday and went to Edgewater Grill and had some adult beverages and kind of decompressed and cooled off because the convention was hot this year. It was like ungodly hot and humid in the center.
3: Oh, yes, it was.
1: Yeah, it was bad. We did not bring the Milano home with us.
2: And for those who don't know what Justin's talking about, if you didn't follow our Facebook videos, QMX, the makers of those cute little Q-Figs, had the best New item on the floor. It was a scaled replica of the Milano ship from Guardians of the Galaxy. It was gorgeous, and it turned out it was one of six in existence. And it wasn't ever intended to be mass-produced. They're not going to be like FX collectibles and make 500 of them that you can order. And if I wanted one, pretty much at the show was my only way to get it. And what was the price tag on that? It was around 10, wasn't it? Was it? 7500. 7500,
3: yeah. Yeah, which might as well be 10 at that point. I mean, you're talking multiple thousands of dollars, but <laughs> But yeah, that that's I mean, it was crazy. I we were all kind of sitting there drooling over it. We weren't sure, you know, if this was something that was going to be for sale or if they're going to mass produce it or not. And then we got lucky enough to talk to some of
2: the guys at the booth, and we actually talked to the main artist on it. He wouldn't come on camera. He was camera shy. Full of information, but he said if you put a microphone in front of him, he clams up. <laughs> it happens.
3: So we didn't put the camera on him, and boy, did he just spill the beans on it. I mean, he was letting us know that, like Arnie said, there was only six of these in existence, and one of them is already at Marvel. That's where one of them lives and will stay. And so that I think that exclusivity kind of put some thoughts in Arnie's head.
2: There was that. There was also... Every so often, you get that kind of machismo going of this guy doesn't think I'm for real. I'm going to show him how for real I am. I'm going to buy it and show him I can.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't balk at the price, so I don't think that they thought you were pulling their leg, Arnie. Is this a guy thing, too? Because, I mean, if I go into a store and ask how much a purse is, and the purse is $10,000. I don't sit there and hem and haw about whether I should really buy it and go into debt because I asked the price and they don't want to appear like I can't afford it. I just say, "Mm, okay, thanks, and walk out of the store.
3: I I think it is a little bit of a guy thing. It's a pride thing. But I'm lucky. I guess I don't suffer from it as much as Arnie might.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't suffer from it often, but I just didn't want them to think that I was wasting their time. I was very seriously considering it. But in the end... I like the Milano, but I like the Guardians better, and it's not like it would accentuate my Marvel vehicle collection. You know what I'm saying with that? It's like... Yeah, it it, it
3: wouldn't be something that you could build around. It was basically just a one-off type of thing.
2: And while the Milano is a very iconic ship from that movie, it's never been a character to me the way the Millennium Falcon is. You know, it's just a ship. So... While it was exceedingly cool, and the craftsmanship that QMX put into it was worth every penny. I mean, understand, these are handcrafted, hand-painted by ILM model makers, and each of the six took hundreds of man-hours to do. It's well worth it, and it's a gorgeous piece, but I just don't love the Milano specifically enough to spend that kind of money.
1: It's not an iconic ship, and I don't know that Marvel has built up any iconic ships yet.
2: I spent more on that trip than I bargained for anyway. I thought this was going to be the single cheapest San Diego Comic-Con in my Comic-Con-going history. The very last night of Comic-Con when we're all tired, a little tipsy, and all standing at a understaffed FedEx office and... I had to make, what, six trips from the hotel room down <laughs> to get the stuff packed. And you know what?
3: You never once stopped and asked Daryl or I to give you a hand. Like, every time you walked in the door, it's like, okay, he's done. Oh, wait, where did Arnie go? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we definitely could have helped you. That was that was your workout for the week right there, man, <laughs> up and down those yeah. stairs. Oh, boy.
1: Carrying all those boxes. Notice I, like, just kept watch at the FedEx location. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nope.
3: Yeah, we kind of had to camp out there because there was people coming in and there's one guy working, so we kind of had to make sure that we got got our stuff shipped off.
2: Well, I didn't expect to spend much because I didn't think that we'd get in the Funko line, but Marjorie pulled one of those golden tickets and picked up every Marvel Funko item they had. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, this is the first year I was able to get the Marvel ones on preview night. Usually they sell out that night allotment by the time I get up there, but I got up there pretty early and that worked out really well. Now, the other things I wanted that were not Marvel and they were gone really quickly, like the Wonder Twins, they were gone like way, way far up ahead. I think they only had limited
3: amount of those. So to be honest with you, not being a huge Funko guy, you know, so I don't necessarily have to worry about that stuff. The exclusives this year's that were interesting to me were the DC ones. I kind of wanted to get that Batman that was blue chrome
0: oh
1: my no. god oh, that, that's so
2: pretty that
1: batman let me tell you so last year toy tokyo which is now owned by funko had some kind of snap move where they had to cancel a bunch of people's orders for san Diego comic-con people that bought on their website so if you weren't able to get that chrome batman at the convention it was only being given to the people or opportunities to, to buy was being given to the people whose orders were canceled last year but they had to buy All of the Toy Tokyo exclusives in order to get Batman.
2: The thing with the Batman being Toy Tokyo is, like, I wanted the Man Bat just because i have like, from my very early childhood I was a fan of Man Bat and they had the Batman the Animated Series Man Bat. And I w- wasn't able to get it at the show, but I was able to get it at Hot Topic or something that night and have it mailed home. But Toy Tokyo meant they weren't putting it online. And I looked briefly on eBay to see how much that blue chrome Batman was going for. Because I'm like, it's blue, it's chrome, it's cool. I think I'd go 50 for it. When I saw they were going like for 200 or $300, I'm like, I'm out. Right now I'm looking, the buy-it-nows on them are all three seventy five and up.
3: Yikes. Yeah, no thank you.
2: I just, I'm not that big of a bat fan, let alone to get the chrome Batman, no.
1: Hey, I could get a can of spray paint and make you a chrome Batman.
2: Not that's cool. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> and while you were busy over at Funko, I was staking out the Fox booth, which I guess I didn't need to do because you could have gone there many hours later and gotten more. They were limit one per person, but I got a whole bunch of vinyl albums because they were classic rock covers, Deadpool and Kingsman and Logan. Those were the
1: heaviest things to carry.
2: Those are really
3: darn cool, and I'm guessing that's where a good bulk of your spending went. Those, those couldn't have been cheap.
2: They weren't all that expensive. I think 30 a record. I mean, they're two record sets. But they also, I did order two copies of Legion Season 1 on Blu-ray. Why did I order two copies?
1: Well, I'm confused as to why you ordered it on Blu-ray also.
2: Well, if you pre-ordered there at the booth, you got a Mondo Legion poster. And I thought it was going to be like when I pre-ordered Age of Apocalypse and just got this cheapo little lithograph, like the stuff Best Buy gives out. No, I'm talking full on... 36 by 40 inch mondo posters and because i ordered two copies i got two posters
3: (laughs) all right you know the thing that really surprised me this year was you know the hasbro booth is never easy to get into but if you were only interested in marvel stuff as a marvel collector forget trying to get the star wars stuff which everybody was after you could have got Anything, either of the two exclusives as late as Saturday, maybe even into Sunday. Sunday, you could walk up and buy.
1: Yeah, Sunday, you could still walk up and buy the Marvel exclusives
3: there. And I believe the Daredevil is still available as of this recording on Hasbro's website.
2: Finally, the Thor set went out of stock. I had checked 24 hours after they went up at Hasbro Toy Shop, and they were still there. Some people had said they were out of stock the night before, but if so, they went back in stock pretty quickly. It took a long time for these Thor ones to sell out. I don't know if they just made more than usual or if this Thor set had less appeal than usual. Yeah, it's hard to know without, you know, knowing the numbers and whatnot. But, you know, it, it is
3: sold out. And I, I saw a lot of people interested in it and wanting to grab it. And, you know, I, I think they probably did the right thing on this one. It feels like they produced an exclusive that the majority of the people that were interested in got their hands on it.
2: Yeah, that's how it should be, and not have to race and everything. It's a shame they didn't do that for the Star Wars stuff, but they're also just, I don't know, it felt like there was less, because there wasn't a three and three quarter inch set to just get the Thor Legends and the Daredevil, and they were small boxes. We didn't walk out of there with helicarriers. Why are
1: you complaining about this? No, this was marvelous, because one, I didn't have to like, ask people to help me carry stuff, it was easy to carry.
3: It was a nice, easy slog from there. And I almost wonder if they would probably never admit it, but I bet you they work pretty closely with the Star Wars team and say, all right, here's what we have planned. What are you planning? Because we can't have people walking out with, like you said, a helicarrier and a Death Star thing in the same year. That's just too (laughs) too much to ask one person to carry, you know?
2: Well, they did have the giant Rom the Space Knight set, which... I would like a ROM action figure, but I'm not spending $100 on that set.
3: Yeah, there's that set is all over the place. You got G.I. Joe stuff in there and, you know, other comic book stuff. It's just, I would. you're right, I would like ROM, but not at that price.
2: Yeah, the 16-figure Revolution set. And it sold out, though, maybe because it did have Transformers and G.I. Joe and something to appeal to everyone, but yeah, I did not want... To pay a hundred bucks for ROM. Especially since you know that they're going to reuse that mold somewhere. They didn't just make ROM to make it as an exclusive. Someday, since they're planning on making a ROM The Space Knight movie, they'll re-release a figure. I don't need to have that ROM. I could have any ROM. Yeah, and that ROM may come out
3: in a slightly different paint app in a two-pack at some point, too. You know, I, I can't imagine him just being part of this really niche set. Mm-hmm. But the other Hasbro exclusive that was available over at the EE booth that I didn't pick up there, but I ordered from there because I didn't want to have to carry this bigger one was the a 4 set.
2: I also, I ordered it at ToysRUs.com from the convention center and it was waiting for me. Perfect condition at home when I got it. So you did bite. You bought it. I did.
3: I think I was caught up in the shopping frenzy of being at Comic-Con and, you know, Sitting here now looking at it on the Toys R Us website and thinking, geez, 120 bucks that's kind of pricey. I mean, it's the right price for six figures, but still, that's $120. bucks. i am kind of hemming and hawing, but when you're in the bright lights of the convention center, it's like, 120 bucks That's nothing. Order.
2: <laughs> I know. I think I spent like $300 at the Marvel shop that way. I was huh. like, I'll take that shirt and that shirt and oh, a lockjaw plushie, and look, it's a Black Panther plushie, and it's a cat playing with yarn. I must have that, right?
1: yeah you were just like oh buy this buy this you just kept throwing stuff in the bag
2: they made me feel like a vip because i had a marvel mastercard
1: yeah they kind of screw over the vip the mastercard holders a little bit because you don't get the cool perk at the mastercard booth if you already have the credit card which is kind of not fair they should give it to you if you have it i mean obviously you took the time to get the credit card
2: 100 percent of the time they've asked people to look away and then given me what i want ah but all of the Marvel Shop stuff, it doesn't look like very much sold out at all, as it's all up on Pop's site now. And you wonder, why is it on the New York Comic-Con website? Well, it's because Pop, who runs those cons, does the Marvel Shop merchandising, which is why you get so many durable goods. Yeah. And
3: i you know what? I'll be honest with you. I walked by the Marvel Shop a few times, never even thought about getting in line. There was nothing there that even remotely tickled my collecting bone. Like, last year they had those cool pin sets that I was kind of into, but... This year, it's just kind of more of the same.
2: They did emoji pins.
1: Yeah, I didn't care for the emoji pins, although I did have to get the set with the pin that was just Captain America's shield, because that's all it was, so I got that. I think I bought a t-shirt. I think they had a really cool Rocket Raccoon shirt, which is hard to find one that's
2: not like all junked up. I really liked the He's a Friend from Work shirt that had Hulk and Thor like ribbons on them. Not like... <laughs> fancy ribbons but you know what i'm saying like <laughs> a ribbon across that had like hulk's face and then he's a friend from work and then a stripe across that was thor's face and i did also like the guardians volume 2 that was like a retro band shirt of the group guys in black and white leaning against the wall i kind of like that so i bought quite a few shirts there
3: yeah the, i mean the artwork that they put on the shirts is usually pretty cool but I have to be honest with myself that I'm probably not going to wear stuff like that. I'd I'd rather have
2: that as a poster or something like that. See, I actually wear this stuff. I wear it to cons. I mean, I go to cons at least once a month on average. And if I go to, if I look at it as three days a month and I want to have a wide variety of shirts, but then I also sometimes just wear them around the house or going to see movies. So I didn't buy any shirts that are not to wear. Fair enough. But I did learn a long time ago, back in 2011, I did have a shirt that was giant heads of Marvel characters, and after all the little kids looked at me like I was an amusement attraction, I'm like, okay. (laughs) I couldn't figure out why every little kid was smiling at me, then I realized it's because I had like a giant billboard for Marvel on my shirt. (laughs) Spider-Man, it's Thor, it's Hulk! That's pretty much what it was, yeah. (laughs) It's a fun game. I couldn't get into that Hasbro line preview night, so after I got my record albums, I went over to the Gentle Giant booth. I picked up a Star Wars item, but I passed on all the Marvel items. They have some cool stuff on display, but I'm finding Gentle Giant's pricing to be a little unreasonable anymore. Yeah, they're they're taking stuff
3: away and bumping up that price year over year.
2: And they didn't have that much Marvel stuff anyway. And then I ended up someplace I've never been before. <laughs> the Mattel booth. <laughs> you, you've never been through the mattel booth before never once in my life and you know something i tried the hasbro line and it honestly was the difference between being a mac and a pc the mattel line the people were smiling the person managing the line was handing out candy and making sure everyone was happy the hasbro line had big burly people like body checking
1: Ho- hold up now i made friends with the security guards again in the hasbro line is it is that a girl thing? Because I talked up, because my, my other friend that's there, the security guard, he's gone. He's not there anymore. He used to play football. And now he's a security guard. But he's no longer there. So I made friends with the new security guard that replaced him. And he's going to be at Toy Fair.
2: So I made a friend. See, everybody at the Hasbro line was shouting and angry and mean when I went there. And I went over to the Mattel line. And the reason I was there is I don't collect Hot Wheels. I really I found myself suckered into a couple of Hot Wheels collections at Walmarts because they have really cool card art, but then I look at the cars and I'm like, you know, to paint a car half silver to be Winter Soldier and put a red star on it, to me, that's a li- that would be cool if it was a real car, but for Hot Wheels, I'm just not into it. And then here at Comic-Con, though, they had an exclusive. They did the spider buggy, which is actually from the comics back when I used to read it in the 60s and early 70s. Yes, Spider-Man had a dune buggy that he drove to crime scenes. (laughs)
3: That's great.
2: And so it was a Hot Wheels spider buggy just like from the comics, but one in five of these spider buggies, Deadpool took it over and had a Deadpool buggy. Nice. (laughs) Nice. So I bought, like, six spider buggies and got no Deadpools. Aww. So I decided the odds will it be ever in my favor, as they say in Hunger Games, when I went to eBay and just bought a Deadpool buggy. <laughs> but you know what? You're right. The difference
3: between going to the Mattel line and the Hasbro line is night and day, which makes me start to think that Hasbro does this on purpose. <laughs> like I think they like being the big the, the big guys on the block that everybody has to get into because Mattel it's like you know there's sure there's an initial line but it's a nice cattle call and once you get up there it's easy breezy and a lot of the a lot of the time throughout the con you can just walk right up there's no line whatsoever
2: yeah i know they were sold out of the spider buggy every day though cuz the blind package thing everybody was buying the maximum because i would look when there were no lines they were sold out of the star wars tie fighter vehicle and they were sold out of the spider buggy they had plenty of cyborg though if you were excited for justice league and had to have your cyborg figure
3: what if you weren't excited about justice league figure but just wanted the cyborg figure because that was me (laughs) i thought thought it was kind of cool i mean the the packaging on that one's kind of neat you open it up and he lights up and makes noises it's it was kind of a cool thing for just kind of a souvenir from the con rather than a collectible
2: Yeah, I got one, too. I don't understand it. I don't know much about Cyborg, but it looks like he's been assimilated by the Borg cube. (laughs) It does. (laughs) But the other thing that talk about crazy booths, Lego. And we talked on our pre-con show, they hadn't announced anything except for those blockheads. And again, the exclusive blockheads were just a way for me to say, I don't need any blockheads ever, not I must have these exclusive blockheads.
1: I'm strictly on the side of I don't need any blockheads ever.
2: But they did announce minifigures as I thought they might. And what would their exclusive Marvel minifigure be? Deadpool the Duck. See, they tried to get us both. (laughs) did they get
3: you heck no that that's such a investment of your time to try to
2: get that i don't even try at the con i just look and see how it is on ebay and i'll admit i overpaid a little bit but not very much what happened was they went online and they were at say 250 ish and i'm like that's way too much let me see if they come down they then hopped up to 350 and I'm like, crap, I missed out when I should have bought. They then dipped back down a bit, and I snagged one. And now they're in the low 200s. Eh, you
3: know, I mean, relatively speaking, not too bad. But, you know, part of me always still looks at it it's like, it's a minifig. Jeez.
2: But it's a Howard the Duck in Deadpool outfit <laughs>
3: minifig. <laughs> but is it actually
1: Howard the Duck, or is it just Deadpool dressed as a duck? Or duck dressed as Deadpool?
3: Well, this is going to be a thing, because I think Funko announced... They're going to have a Deadpool duck as well at some point. Correct.
2: And what it is was it is Howard the duck and Deadpool and they like merged. Like, you know, in Star Trek, when two people get in the transporter at the same time and one being comes out or like the fly David Cronenberg's film, this is what happened when the two merged into one being.
1: All then.
2: <laughs> so it is not just any duck. It is Howard the duck. only right. Deadpool the duck. And as a Howard the duck collector, I couldn't not get it. And you gotta buy those fast because the counterfeiters and the bootleggers come out with fake ones really fast. If I didn't buy the Weekend of the Con, I would never be convinced what I got was
0: real.
3: Yeah, I mean, outside of the probably new tooling for the duck-shaped head, a lot of those are just Lego pieces that can be really easily painted on a machine.
2: Yeah, those those Lego people... They sculpt new stuff all the time, and every single Comic-Con exclusive can be found in bootleg form.
1: We'll probably see one at the World next weekend.
2: No, you never see them like that. They're always on eBay and things.
1: Ah, uh, I was gonna say, because they usually have a lot of the stuff.
2: But never the exclusive ones. They've never done, like last year, the new Captain America outfit, the Hydra cap.
1: I thought we bought Hydra Cap, though. There
2: was, we bought the green outfit Hydra ah, Cap, but okay. not the same as the Comic-Con exclusive.
1: That's why I thought they had the exclusive.
2: So yeah, all told, I ended up buying quite a bit. Kodo, they let me down. There was no Kodo exclusive this year. There's been a Kodo Bishojo exclusive every year I've gone to Comic-Con. Yeah, what the heck? They said they were disappointed that they couldn't have one, and it's not like they may not have one again in the future, but... Previous years, like the Entertainment Earth booth would have an exclusive Artifacts Plus and the Kodo booth would have an exclusive Bishojo. And I remember when I started collecting the Bishojos, I went back and got the White Phoenix Comic Con exclusive that I'd skipped that year and things. And now this year, they left me dry. I didn't have to spend that money. Yeah, it's it's almost like the end of an era.
3: I mean, it was it was a little weird because I don't buy those every year, but I always look forward to see what they're going to be and if it's a character that I dig, I'll I'll pick it up, you know, and just wasn't happening this
2: year. Um, I wonder if they just because th- they didn't have a Star Wars exclusive at Comic-Con either. They did four Star Wars exclusives for celebration, a total of five different statues. I wonder if that just took a lot of their exclusive time? Yeah, it's 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 possible. So, I thought it would be a cheaper year. It ended up being I'd say an average year, but my God, those shipping prices were exorbitant. Yeah. Shipping is never fun. No one goes, Oh, really? That's it?
3: <laughs> I do I do have a kind of a funny story because you know, we like you said, we were there late and we just made sure that the guy got our stuff. I don't know if I don't think you guys waited around for Dolby packed up, did you?
1: I went to bed. Arnie waited. He- I
3: waited till it was all packed. Oh wow. Because I, I gave him my stuff and made sure he started and They had a couple different levels. You could just ship it. You could ship it with you know some packaging, or you could do it all fragile. And so I was expecting just based on how much I had, I had like two two big Hasbro bag size of stuff. Figuring one big twenty four by twenty four box. When when I got back and they came that week, I had two of those huge boxes. I'm like, what did I all buy? (laughs) And I opened them up, and like I don't know if this guy was being a smartass or what, but like everything I bought was quadruple wrapped in the big bubble wrap. Like <laughs> <laughs> Everything I bought, seriously, like 10 inches of like for the, for the Thrawn figure that I bought, it was wrapped four times around. So it was, it was a good foot thick. That's what he did for
2: the fragile stuff. So he must've thought you wanted fragile.
3: Yeah. And I think I paid for it too, because it was pretty pricey.
2: Yeah. Cause I did the Funko stuff fragile and every single thing was bubble wrapped. I told the rest standard. He took it in back. When the boxes arrived, I opened it up. He literally just put the Hasbro bags in there as is and put some paper around. But it worked. Yeah. I cannot believe nothing was damaged. I was like, what the hell? But it wasn't damaged.
3: (laughs) Yeah. From one extreme to another, like (laughs) as is, is it how it's going? And fragile is like you're shipping the Ark of the Covenant, I guess. It's crazy.
2: But so much to see at Comic-Con this year. Hasbro had quite a bit on display and kept putting more out every day in their Legends. And yet, it seems like so much of it we did know about going in, too. Yeah, I mean, there's some
3: things that we did know. There's lots of surprises. One of the biggest surprises to me was actually seeing something in the diorama on day one and then having it revealed to be a new product. By the end of the con, which I'm talking about the Hydra Soldiers. That two-pack of Hydra Soldiers is going to be one of my favorite items in this coming year. I can tell you that already. Because just the endless amount of possibilities that you can make out of these guys is awesome.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm planning on ordering a case.
3: <laughs> not a bad idea. I mean, with two of them and all those different heads and accessories, it's gonna you can have an army real easy.
2: And I think it's only three or four two-packs to a case. So it's not like when I bought a case of Nick Fury's. No, no, no. But now, <laughs> because I have that case of Nick Fury's, just think of the battles I can have.
1: <laughs> oh, Arnie, when you get your cases of single items out, oh, man, I just can't I shudder to think about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited about their lineup. There's, I, I can't say there's a wave that I'm looking forward to because I don't know that we've actually seen full waves, but the products they've shown are... Are pretty exciting. I'm I'm excited about these new vintage toy biz carded figures. Those look like a cool line. Yep, good way to get Pizza Spidey out there with a slightly different paint deco. Yep, and that and the Black Widow. You know that was a popular one back in the Toys R Us two packs. Slightly different here. Yeah, not as cleavagey. Yep, not as cleavagey. Wolverine is always popular, so that's a good one to pop out there. That'll be a cool line. Yeah,
2: I'm looking forward to the packaging on that. That just is a retro blast. I think of the three of us, I'm the only one who bought those Toy Biz toys when they were new. But I get a lot of fun remembering those heady high school days. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Like,
3: we talked about it not too long ago, but they did the same thing with that Spider-Man Sinister Six set. But on that smaller size card, it just didn't hit me the same way these bigger ones are.
2: They're just triggering that millennial nostalgia, and we're a little bit old for it, but we also were a little old to be buying toys when we were.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let someone tell me I can't buy toys.
3: Luckily, you've outgrown that.
1: Mm.
2: But it's weird, because I mail order my Legends, and they had a couple of waves of Legends there that I didn't have yet, but had seen in stores, like the Guardians Legends. I still hadn't arrived yet, and then... They had other legends there that hadn't shipped yet. Four waves of legends shipped to me like on August 1st. So now I have new Spider-Man legends, new Thor legends, new Guardians legends, new Avengers legends. Yeah, the, the Netflix
3: legends. It's a whole bunch of crazy stuff coming out right now, you know? So with you're right. Usually we have the things that they've shown in the booth for at least a month or so before we see them at Comic-Con. So it's like kind of ignore those but a lot of these things we haven't had yet. And so that all felt new. But a lot of, I know a lot of people had had their hands on some of that stuff for a while. That Guardians 2 set has been available for a month and a half
2: already. I know. I don't know why Entertainment Earth took so long to ship that set. But I am all caught up now. We're going to have a lot of Legends to review. It was hard to take in all of the Hasbro news. There was... So much of it, and it it felt like, even though we stayed for Sunday, which we usually don't do, it and I'm glad we did, because it didn't mean we had a couple moments of breathing time and downtime, but it still felt like there was information overload going here, or there, trying to keep track of everything, and then everything revealed in the panel. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess my question
3: for you is, is you know, after the dust has settled, do you feel like now the it's kind of clear what they're doing with the three and three quarter inch. Doesn't it feel like that's been totally pushed to the corner?
2: Yeah. When you said what they're doing with it, I mean, killing it (laughs) essentially. Yeah. The only new three and three quarter inch stuff is a repaint Deadpool set. Yep. And not even,
3: I mean, it's cool and I'll pick it up, but there's not even like different accessories on the different guys. It's the exact same figure, exact same accessories. Throughout that set,
2: it reminds me of those Chinese bootlegs that we thought were official. <laughs> Only those were in a six inch scale, and this is three and three quarter. But it is a shame. I like the three and three quarter inch line, and I wish that it wasn't being dissed so much, you know? Why you gotta do me like that, Hasbro? But by the same token, they're doing such exciting things with the six inch line. I wouldn't wanna see them scale that back, and I wouldn't necessarily want to be spending. A ton more for 12 waves of three and three quarter inch figures in addition to, what, 14 waves of six inch figures this year?
3: Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, I I know this sounds a little sacrilege, but I almost would be all right with them doing away with the individual carded three and three quarter inch and just focusing on these two packs that they've been doing, just giving us more. Because when they do these movie two packs, they usually, they've been, what they've been doing is per movie, a two pack that has two movie characters And then two comic characters based from that era. If they would just expand that to three or four sets from each movie, I think that would be a pretty good wave of three and three quarter inch figures and a cool way to keep it alive for the time being.
1: I kind of like the three and three quarter inch figures, I guess, because it's the ones that we started out with. And I always felt that they had more fun with those you know, as far as character selection, and I used to think the card art was phenomenal, but they've moved that all to the Legends, which I still love the Legends, don't get me wrong, but I miss the Littles.
2: And they don't have good card art on the Legends no. anymore, because they just have the-
1: They're all generic.
2: Boxes, and yeah. there's cool art on the sides, but it's not as impressive as the old Legends used to be, where you had the big drawing of the comic book character on the front. They're going for more adult-oriented packaging, which to me is a little bit more boring.
1: I don't know. I really love the MU three and three quarter inch when we started this show. I thought that was like the Renaissance period of card backs. They were so tremendous. with all that good art and they still like stick out, you know, Mm -hmm. when you see pictures of them. So I guess to equate it, like it's like the star Wars vintage line, like that card art was so iconic. I think the MU of what, like seven, eight years ago is very iconic as well.
3: It really is. I mean, that's, that's the thing that has, you know, left a long time ago. You know, even even when the three and three quarter inch line was going a little bit stronger and getting five, six waves a year, those card backs got really boring. Mm-hmm. It,
2: was, it was like they saw the Star Wars Black Series and said, yeah, that's cheap. Let's do that.
3: Yep. They, they aimed too much at, they thought, the adult collectors and went way too sleek and black for their own good.
2: Yeah, it's a totally different thing. For Star Wars, black works because the logo's yellow on black and it's got a space motif, but comics are meant to be colorful. And right now I feel like Hasbro isn't necessarily doing that, but I don't keep these legends boxed anyway. You know, I'd feel more inclined to do so if they did that, but they take care of it for the Comic-Con exclusives. I mean, God, that Thor box was gorgeous. Oh, yeah.
3: And it did, you know, we talked about it going into it that it wasn't going to be all that big as we thought, but it ended up being a little bit bigger than I was thinking in person. Is It's pretty hefty when you get those six figures in a in a hexagon shape all folded together.
1: But you know what? I like that because I like it when we get exclusives that have really great packaging that you can't get into retail that's different from retail, and I like to feel like I'm getting something, you know, like the heft. And that's a very big thing in consumerism is, you know, if I give you two things and tell you one's free and it's the lighter weight one, you're going to want the heavier weight one that you pay $5 for.
3: Oh, for sure. I definitely dig what they did with this packaging. I mean, it, it folds up nice and compact. And if you unfold it to
2: display, it's about as big as last year's raft set was. And that was big. I still stumble over that box.
1: <laughs> you could put <laughs> it away.
2: Yeah, I could. It's literally in the hallway outside a recording studio still.
1: <laughs> like, Arnie's mom is going to be, you know, in the grave and still going, Arnie, pick up your toys!
2: Oh, uh, but yeah, all in all, I'm, you know,
3: Hasbro always is, you know, what I feel like we go to see and find out what's coming. And I, I'm i excited for the things that they showed us in the panel. I'm excited for the things yet to come. It's it's in good hands, you know. I know we, we just kind of talked about the three and three quarter inch line I don't know that there's much we can do about that, but as far as legends go, we're we're in the renaissance. This is the heyday. People talk about Toy Biz being the heyday. We're getting way more now than they ever did back in the Toy Biz days.
2: And it's of such higher quality. I mean... I love the way some of the toy biz things looked. I love the finger joints and the toe joints, but man, the sculpting and now that they've fixed their paint issues, the paint and everything is so cool on these current figures, and they just keep adding more articulation in ways that's more hidden that I prefer, yeah, and you know they're
3: they're taking playbook pages from Toy biz and bringing them out now. I mean, they're bringing back the writer series. We're going to be getting motorcycles for Black Widow and Ghost Rider coming out next year.
2: Of course, just when I went to eBay and bought the old Toy Biz Ghost Rider motorcycle, (laughs) it's literally sitting on my desk right here. I have it literally in my hand because I bought it for that kick-ass Ghost Rider figure that was like my figure of the year two years ago. And so I went and bought a Toy Biz Cycle and now they're coming out with a much cooler one.
3: (laughs) Well, keep it as a reminder of how much better things are getting rather than the rose colored glasses. Some of us tend to look at the older stuff at with sometimes.
2: Yeah. I still love the blister packaging toy biz did though. I'm in a lot of Marvel legends groups and every time I see like blister package, like the old Spider-Man classics, I'm like, Oh, that looks so good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel a little bit reminiscent about it because it was great for stopping swappers. Because you're just not going to swap that without destroying the package. But at the same time, uh, it does look a little bit industrial.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And <laughs> it is starting to yellow. So it's not looking as cool when I see them at toy shows. And then if you do open them, I've opened many a Toy Biz figures in the past few years to find them gone tacky and sticky and the plastics are breaking down. Yeah,
1: there's nothing you can do to avoid that, though.
2: But beyond Hasbro, there was, again, so much at the con diamond select toys have you picked up any of their gallery statues yet justin i haven't i just you know me and statues i just have not dove off that high dive yet i mean they're just so inexpensive at the 35 dollar mark
1: they are I- and they're really good looking i think for 35 dollars. and justin do you not do the kodo statues
2: yeah i guess that's the difference maybe i don't consider those statues but i guess they are right they're statues, but they have interchangeable parts, so it pretends to be posability. Yeah, I think that's where they get me with the sweet spot.
3: But I I have looked at those Diamond statues quite a few times and I'm just like, man,
2: for that price, I, I should. I'm telling you, you're not going to get a better looking World War Hulk or Ragnarok Hulk in a statue form than what Diamond is giving. I mean, every single company had a Ragnarok Hulk on display. <laughs> and diamonds was the biggest the cheapest and looked great
3: yeah if last year was the comic-con of spider gwen this year was ragnarok hulk year he was just everywhere
2: i feel really bad for the people who are getting the legends one though and have a saggy hammer (laughs) (laughs) you just gotta know how to hold your hammer don't hold it aloft hold it down (laughs) (laughs) just turn it over in his hand every 24 hours like you're cooking a steak (laughs) but they have come out with so many so fast and i've never in my life heard of sure thing toys
1: you know i was looking them up and to see they're based out of new jersey and i was trying to think of maybe somebody changed their name but they've been around since like 2012
2: i've just never bought anything there they have a lot of stuff but they got a diamond select exclusive spider-man from Diamond, it's the Miles Morales. Now, it's a repaint of their basic Spider-Man gallery statue, but Miles Morales, so I was like, all right, 42 bucks for Miles. I'll pick it up, even though technically Miles should be shorter.
3: Yeah, but, you know, without any context, you know, you can't really tell how tall he is. So if, if you're just somebody who's shopping and happen to see this, it looks cool, buy it. But if you're a if you're hardcore, you know, Diamond Select Spider-Man collector, you're going to know right away, like, oh, this is just a repaint.
2: Mm -hmm. but they had so many out there and really they're so inexpensive that space is my issue and they come so fast they're just doing so many i'm a little bit scared though i'm afraid the retro figures may be on a little bit of a lifeline with a second deadpool set coming out i love those retro figures and we just haven't had many this year
3: yeah what what did they show this year just like you said just another deadpool set
2: yeah it's Cool Deadpool. I mean, everybody wants a pirate Deadpool, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of funny.
3: I I don't know, like, what else would you want out of that line? I feel like they've hit all the main characters. Given
2: that they can do Fantastic Four, I would like to see them do Fantastic Four, perhaps.
3: That'd be cool, yeah.
2: I would... Like, I mean, I'm just thinking about what they did in the Mego days, you know, Spider-Man, Iron Man. I kept asking for a Hulk, but they had trouble getting the Hulk body because it was the larger body.
1: I kind of feel that this line has been under the radar for a lot of people for some reason. I love it. Again, the vintage packaging and the callback to the toys just before, you know, us coming into age and stuff because things like that, we didn't get package like that it was the generation ahead of us but i don't know i kind of like that vintage packaging and i think maybe it just might have been too high of a price point to hit the casual person's nostalgia funny bone
2: i mean i just was looking up a list of the classic migo avengers or figures they did i mean there was a falcon back in the day conan the barbarian which isn't technically marvel anymore but they did a green goblin back then you could do a green goblin, hobgoblin type thing where they huh. use the same kind of glider. They did a human torch. You could do a couple different things with human torch, invisible girl, the lizard. Although that would be maybe a different body type with a tail, but still there. I just, I would have liked to have seen them do that and continue doing things like they did with Deadpool and Punisher. Let's do some that never were back in the day that they could have done or could do now. I mean, the Deadpool and the Punisher were really fun. I mean, I, I'd love to see them maybe do another cap set with the new Hydra cap outfit or characters. They've never done the way they did Wolverine. I mean, you could do Ant-Man or Dr. Strange, you know, some of the new characters that are getting movies now, Captain Marvel. You could have a Ms. Marvel set, a Captain Marvel set.
1: But I think that these are very specific nostalgia, and, well, you're an all-in collector, so there's no excuse for you, but I tend to favor the old-timey stuff or the foreign stuff, maybe. Sometimes it hits a special note with me because it's unique, and I think maybe, again, the casual fans just don't have that to hit.
2: I think so, too, but at least they're keeping strong with the Marvel Selects again, Thor and Hulk coming, and then the Mini-Mates, just a ton of Mini-Mates. I love those things. Wave 5 is hitting Walgreens now. We just picked those up since the con. Nice. But I think the single high point of the convention for me was, Justin, when you and I got to meet with the gentlemen at Hot Toys and talk to them and learn about the behind the scenes of Hot Toys manufacturing.
3: That was some really good info. He was so open and honest about everything he could be. And it was great to finally talk to somebody directly from Hot
2: Toys. Yeah, just to find out why they make some of the choices they do and why sometimes there's delays. And to get his insight behind the Hulkbuster about how the president of their company just was like, no, you need to be better about this. And you everybody should have that Hot Toys experience when they open any Hot Toys figure that just this awe and wonder and they should never open a single figure and be like it's okay (laughs) yeah especially at that price right (laughs) yeah and they had so much nice stuff on display too i found it funny though because they had the justice league there and i wasn't sure what was going on because i thought they were hiding heads they had like little pieces of paper around the heads. It turns out the heads had gotten damaged and they had to do some quick repainting on them. So preview (laughs) night, I thought they were doing like a cone heads thing or some kind of reveal, but no, the heads just were a little damaged. (laughs) But again, so much of what they'd shown with the exception of some of the Thor stuff, we knew was coming. Now, yeah, they did have road-worn Thor is what they're calling him and he was the movie promo edition that they put up and I was able to order him, but... I mean, it looks cool that we're getting Hela and that Loki in blue, but there wasn't a lot of reveals there so much as, here's all the stuff that's still available for pre-order if you hurry.
3: Yeah, and, you know, that's it's nice for somebody like you who's mostly all in on that stuff to be able to put eyes on it before, like, I wouldn't even say making a decision, because I don't know that you've ever <laughs> saw something and been like, whoa, not going
2: to pull the trigger on that. I thought about it on the Rhino. <laughs> Oh,
1: oh, Arnie, Arnie.
2: Here's the reason why I think there wasn't a lot of Marvel hot toys being shown, though. How many characters are going to be in Infinity War?
1: All of them, right? Well, I think it's easier. Who isn't in Infinity War?
2: Sam Jackson has come out and said he's not. So there will not be a Nick Fury hot toy for Infinity War. Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah, everybody else, though. (laughs) I mean...
2: Yeah, he's the only one, maybe <laughs> Maria Hill, I don't know, I may find out this weekend at Wizard World, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of hot toys for Infinity War, plus some brand new characters, I mean, it was revealed at D23, Thanos' children, he's got uh, five kids.
1: Other than Nebula and Gamora? Uh-huh. So he's got five other kids, or yeah, five total?
2: Five others.
1: He's a busy, busy man. Well,
2: keep in mind, he steals, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. So- So wait, he's a child trafficker? Yes. Oh my god, how is this ever going to survive?
2: <laughs> so, ah. I have a feeling we'll get Thanos and his five kids, plus all the Guardians, and all the Avengers, and the New Avengers, and the Old Avengers, and-
1: And the Great Lakes Avengers, and
2: the- I would love a Squirrel Girl, you know, she's going to be- maybe they will do a Squirrel Girl, because she's going to be on that Freeform show. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's Runaways- Maybe if they'll do Ghost Rider from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that thing shipped already. That is fast.
3: <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. They're going to do all these characters in their slightly different outfits. I'm not sure what we know about Infinity War yet or what people are going to be wearing. But from what I've seen and heard, everybody that you may have collected already now has a beard. So you're going to have to get <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, a am new... Wait, am I going to get Cap with a beard? Oh, yes. yes. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> And I did ask the gentleman from Hot Toys, I was surprised that they hadn't done a Nebula for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I mean, when they pulled out the Yondu, I was surprised. And I'm like, I thought Nebula was next.
1: Did he put his hands to his mouth and giggle hysterically?
2: No, he said that there's always a chance with Infinity War. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) And, you know,
3: the other nice thing about Hot Toys is they'll surprise you by going back and picking a character from a movie from a few years ago and make it now. So I mean I I would think that Nebula is not off the table at all. Like if they popped her up in 6 months from now it wouldn't be a big shock.
2: And this I actually I think I asked about Mantis, but I the same answer applies. But here's just IMDb's list of the hot toys I'll be buying. Oh. oh. Mantis, Nebula, Star Lord, Spider Man, Thanos, Black Widow, Gamora, Scarlet Witch, Steve Rogers, Thor, Drax, Rocket Raccoon, Loki, Maria Hill, Doctor Strange, Groot, Iron Man, Black Panther, Valkyrie, Ant Man, Yond- Yondu. I don't think so. I, it says rumor. And I'm going to tell them uh, that that's a false rumor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Yondu. <laughs>
2: Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Vision, Rocket Raccoon, Hulk, The Collector, Falcon, Wong, Okoye, War Machine, Teenage Groot, Sally? Sally? Who's Sally? (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Sally, of course. Hmm. So there's going to be a lot of hot toys that I just think they can't show yet, is what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, they they know that next year is going to be a huge ask of collectors, especially all-in collectors. So maybe keeping it a little lighter this year
2: is the way to go. Especially since, the rumor has it, the Hulkbuster armor may come back. Could you imagine they re-released the Hulkbuster armor version 2.0?
1: Oh, man, this
2: is really just... With a repaint? He's going to be blue and silver <laughs> this time? <laughs> That'd be pretty. So yeah, now that we're talking about this, I think I need to start... A slush fund for next year, and that's why we probably didn't see a whole lot this year. I'm betting we start getting hit hard with Avengers: Infinity War when Thor: Ragnarok comes out, and then they'll start teasing the hot toys.
1: I mean, I can sell my plasma like six times as a hot
2: toy. <laughs> okay, let's start that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because
3: right now we're we're prior to Thor, which is going to be the big closer of the summer. Well, it's gonna be actually it's fall. fall. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But then, you know, the next movie after that's going to be Black Panther in in winter. So, yeah, Black Panthers when they're probably going to start really start the hammering home of Infinity Wars coming that summer.
2: Uh, That's a shame they aren't hammering it home with Thor, because that would be a pun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I think they're trying to trick us with Thor. I mean, we got a really kick-ass trailer for it. Two kick-ass trailers. And I have to admit you throw some of the most badass Led Zeppelin songs with that, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's really cool. But I'm afraid it's going to be like the other Thor
2: movies. I just want it to be good. Hey, I think that first Thor movie is good.
1: Okay, but I want it to be not boring.
2: I don't think the first Thor movie is boring.
1: Okay, anyway. (laughs) I have to tell a funny story about the Hot Toys at San Diego Comic-Con. Okay. Because while we were standing there and we are taking pictures and you guys were recording, there were two older people, and I mean probably in their sixties or seventies, who were going around the little square displays and they stopped in their tracks and they're going, Oh my god, oh my god, look, it's a Kate Blanchett toy and they were flipping out that there's a Kate Blanchett hot toy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that it was Hera, but that it was Kate Blanchett.
3: Well, yeah. some people are fans of Kate Blanchett.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I just was laughing hysterically <laughs> as I get all excited <laughs> about Kate Blanchett. <laughs>
2: Of course, the other side of the Hot Toys booth, the Sideshow booth, man, I just can't get into their 12-inch figures. I try, and I try, and I try. Yeah, you even took one for the team. You bought one or two of them, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) One. I bought Deadpool. I laugh because it's true.
2: (laughs) I came real close to buying both Punisher and Wolverine at various degrees of discount for the exclusive versions that didn't sell out.
3: (laughs) Let's be honest. I don't know how into twelve-inch sideshow even sideshow is. Like, they, I feel like they're 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 hiding them in the booth. You know, <laughs> they're not they're not shouting like, "Look at our twelve-inch selection." It's just kind of like, "Oh, there's a couple over here next to some bigger statues."
2: Yeah, the statues there were absolutely gorgeous. But we talked about it on the video. I was half in on this Avengers maquette line they're doing now. You know, they had done the. Quarter scale premium formats, and they'd done other maquettes and things, and the premium formats had really gone up in price considerably. So it felt to me like they were trying to get back to where they used to be with this line of fifth scale maquettes. And I ordered the Iron Man, and he was only three hundred and sixty, and that's expensive. But when premium formats are averaging six hundred these days, it's half that price. And it's still 16 inches tall versus, you know, 18 to 20 inches tall. And I saw him in person. I had skipped the Thor because we talked about it before that Thor had a really just tragic face that did not look at all like Marvel Comics. But now we saw there the four assembled, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, and Cap. And I'm like, you know, that Hulk looks pretty good.
1: Is it like a hollaback Hulk? Was that what you're trying to say? Because that's what it's sounding like.
2: He's $600. Where did the price savings go?
3: (laughs) In their pockets.
2: It's 24 inches tall to be the scale with the others. But once you're at $600, what, what, what? (laughs) Needless to say, I didn't order it. (laughs) It's like when the
3: recession hit and... They kept the bags of chips the same size, but they took the amount of
2: chips out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think I'm just going to skip their fifth scale series. What I'm crossing my fingers on, though, that Thanos on his throne was glorious there. And I'm on the wait list for that exclusive edition because it sold out in under two hours. Wow. That's, you know what? That's either true, it's that popular,
3: and people are scrambling for it, or it was always just going to be on wait list to make you feel like you're not going to cancel that pre-order and think about it. (laughs) You follow my logic there? They're like, okay, if it's just a pre-order, he's going to sit there and think, well, do I really need to spend that money on it? But if you got lucky and your wait
2: list got activated,
3: you're going to keep it.
1: Well, that's the greatest bluff caller ever.
3: Really is.
2: I could still order... The regular edition. It's the exclusive edition that sold out. But I'm sorry, for $1,200, I want the exclusive edition. Yeah, what, what comes with the exclusive? A classic head as well as a modern head. So a really cool grinning head, which I prefer. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's almost two in
3: one there. When it's a head, that's a really good exclusive. Yeah,
2: so we'll see if it gets activated, but it it's not even available to waitlist anymore. Hmm. Yeah. And it's not shipping till January to March. I'm hoping because I put myself in on that wait list within an hour of it selling out. I gotta figure some credit cards are gonna come up declined on a $1,200 statue. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think sometimes not only do credit cards get declined for lack of funds, but I think because they're such a long lead time, numbers change, cards get compromised, you always forget. I know with you that happens. People die. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, it's just a
2: fact
3: of life. People die every
1: Jesus. day. Hey, <laughs> Starny, what is wrong with you?
3: Statistically speaking, I
1: mean, that's just morbid and horrible. <laughs> horrible.
3: Uh, the, the eternal wait list has opened up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, we'll see what happens with that waitlist, but it truly is a gorgeous piece. Honestly, it's the first item of this price that if I could get, I'd have no hesitation about. I had some hesitation on Galactus, and I used reward points, and I had some hesitation on the Sentinel, and I used reward points. This, there's no hesitation. With the light-up gauntlet, and the smile, and the detail, and the throne, this thing, it's definitely worth one-fifth of a Milano.
3: Yeah, it's,
2: I mean, seeing it in
3: person is just, that thing is a solid hunk of art. It's very,
2: very impressive.
1: Does it come with Josh Brolin by any chance?
2: He should hand deliver all 750 I think.
1: Oh, yeah, I- I'm going to be for that. I'm going to think most women in America are going to agree with me there.
3: <laughs> he delivers it on a little girl bicycle, though. That's the
2: problem.
1: That's okay. It's all right. Hey, don't question You know, what he does.
2: So, guys, anything else? Final thoughts from San Diego? Again, there's just so
3: much there. Marjorie mentioned it earlier. I think the thing that I'm going to take home from this Comic-Con more than anything else was the broken AC from time to time. Oh, my God. That Marvel panel was a hot box.
1: I was sitting outside the Marvel panel while Cup of Joe was going on. And what's funny is, like, every, like, 90 seconds people will be fleeing the room because it was so hot in there. It was just... It was ungodly.
2: Oh, that's just Joe Casado's natural body heat.
1: Ooh. Okay, is this his Latin heat? No, it was miserable. It was miserable on the floor. And I will tell you, usually in the panel rooms, I'm regretting that I don't have a sweatshirt with me and often been so cold that I will run down to, like, superhero stuff and buy a sweatshirt. And this time... I was thinking, how many, how much clothes can I take off legally without getting in trouble? Because it was so warm in there. I didn't want to sit next to anybody. It was so damn hot.
3: Yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, just sweating through t-shirts in there. But other than that, I had a really good time this year. It's always fun to head out there and see everybody and have a good time at the show and outside of the show. But I felt like this year went pretty darn smooth. Like, it was a good year, and we got a lot of... Good previews of stuff. We got to see a lot of new things coming out. We got to talk to everybody we wanted to talk to. So I feel like it was a pretty successful year.
2: Yeah, I mean, the only way it could have been better is somehow magically having a door open Friday, Saturday night to let us into Hall H for the Avengers panel. But even that, I watched it on YouTube, and other than the footage which did get leaked, there wasn't that much there. So. I think it was great, you know, hanging out with you and Daryl and Barrett when he had time to hang with us. It was just a lot of fun, and seeing everybody, Perry and Tim and so many people.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many people to name, and we had our usual crew. We had Larry, everybody there, and then, you know, we ran into people like Matthew and things like that. So it was a blast. We got to see our friend Amy, and we
2: only see Amy, like, a few times a year, so... Yeah, it was one of the more fun San Diegos I've had in a long time. But I think the extra day helped take a lot of pressure off. Doing the live videos took a lot of pressure off. But also, I think it was more fun coverage. I hope everybody enjoyed all those videos we put up on Facebook. They were just a lot of fun to do and a lot of fun to hang out with both of you. Now that we're back home, a couple quick hits... Uh, Barnes & Noble, hopefully it's still going on when the show goes out, they're having 50% off a bunch of collectibles online, including a ton of Kodo Artifacts and Artifacts Plus statues, including that kick-ass Deadpool from Kodo that has the wig and he's jumping over the construction equipment. It's half off. Oh, wow. That makes it what, like 80 bucks? 75 and free shipping. And then if you're a Barnes & Noble Rewards member, it's 10% off that. Wow, I'm not, but I might be. (laughs)
1: if you're buying a few things it'd probably be worth signing up for that plus like throughout the year you get 10% off everything sometimes more and you get 10% off at the Starbucks there
2: Ooh, the Age of Ultron Artifacts Plus Hulk do you remember this we did an in-depth review of it it went with the Hulkbuster Iron Man and Entertainment Earth had the slightly discolored version that was exclusive so I already had two of them
3: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: well the Hulk was 75% off (laughs) so it's like 17 bucks I,
1: I think that Arnie Starter Show titled, but I already have one, or already
2: had two of them. <laughs> <laughs> they had just Funko Pops down to like $2 to $5, and I placed a hell of an order there this morning. I'm going to get a lot of stuff. They have Star Wars, Marvel. I got some lot of Kodo stuff. When you bought me Sumsums, Mm-hmm. You had Marvel Sumsums Tsums for half off. But I'm really kicking myself cuz I thought I got a good deal paying about 100 for that Deadpool statue. 75 shipped. Ouch. I know. I'm I'm really considering it now. And also at Barnes & Noble, one of our friends sent us a photo, so we actually went into the store yesterday because I bought a this makes no sense. Hear me out on this. A Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 branded turntable. <laughs> what?
1: Well, you know Barnes & Noble's a record store now. And my friend Robbie had texted me He'd gone to Barnes & Noble And he thought of me because he knows I love Guardians And he saw a Guardians turntable And I'm like, I must have that And so we went to the store And we got it And then we tried to buy more vinyl But they really didn't have any good vinyl to buy Other than the Guardians
2: soundtrack First of all, records cost $40 Yeah, they're pricey
3: (laughs) It's a collector's item now
2: (laughs) But it was kind of cool to see this record player get this it's not usb i was wondering if it was usb but i have a usb one so i'm good in that regard but it is bluetooth so i could play a record analog and then convert that analog sound to digital to stream through the air to a digital bluetooth speaker
3: (laughs) that's so weird
1: but you're still going to get the good cracks and hisses and pops.
2: I don't think that's what people like. I think they want the warmth of analog. They don't like the cracks, the hisses, and the pops. I don't
1: know. I just, it's part of vinyl.
3: That is part of it. But I think Arnie's right. There's there's something about the direct friction of the sound that yeah. is what an audiophile is listening for. Yeah, the minute you digitize it and send it, you're, you're defeating the purpose.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to look if my soundbar has a phono in or something. But then I got thinking about this. I did buy the Barnes & Noble exclusive edition of the Guardian soundtrack, as well as I got the regular edition on vinyl this week, too. So I have two Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtracks on vinyl and a vinyl record player to play it on. But then it hit me, Peter Quill doesn't have a record player. He's a cassette guy. (laughs) Right. It needs needs
3: to be a Guardians of the Galaxy Zune or a cassette player.
2: Yeah. It's not like he was spinning discs up in space.
1: Do you want to return it?
2: No, because now I have two turntables and a microphone. So I'm, I'm <laughs> where it's at. <laughs> okay. I was hoping that's where
3: you were going. Because my Pavlovian response was just ready to, to drop it for you. Babe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's. It, I hope it gets good audio. I hope. I can eventually hook something up to listen to this. And I don't know. I, is it wrong that the reason I have a USB turntable is just so I can take records and make MP3s out of them?
1: I'm actually kind of excited because I have an entire stack of Pearl Jam records that I've been getting for being in their fan club forever. And I've never gotten a chance to play any of
3: them. No, yeah. I mean, thats I think that's a good use for it. I think if you are eventually going to become a vinyl guy, you might need to actually invest in an actual... Good record player for, for the home stereo system
1: Maybe we can get a home stereo
2: system and That's get... the thing, I don't have a home stereo <laughs> system <laughs> It's
1: not 1975, Justin I guess we
2: could put one in the study oh, Get one of those big ass console things
1: like yeah. my mom had oh yeah. oh,
3: yeah, with the top opening Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: nice
1: And the record storage is underneath, the speaker's on the side
2: So we could go into the study and play a record
1: Oh, wow, I still remember the smell of that thing Oh, yeah. It had a very distinct smell when you'd open up the top. That was a piece of furniture. Yes, it was.
2: It was huge. (laughs) Yeah, my father had one that was nine feet long. Oh, my God. Wow. He had busts of Shakespeare and Beethoven on it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Classy. Chez (laughs) classé. Then there was the naked lady oil lamp. Did
1: he, did he have the American Eagle made out of pecan shells on it, too?
2: No, he got that later in okay. life.
1: Okay.
3: We rescued our uh, Naked Lady oil lamp, and it's hanging in our living room as we speak.
2: Everybody <gasps> has a Naked Lady oil lamp, right?
3: <laughs> we even got it to work. We got the oil dripping and everything on the strings. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we had when I was growing up. <laughs> All right, we've gone completely off the rails, so... Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. Let us know what you want us to review next show on Facebook, on Twitter, or come to the forums and tell us. And don't forget, if you wanted some of that San Diego Comic-Con live there coverage, all those videos are still up on Facebook.
3: So we'll talk to you next time
0: on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going you can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com slash support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a 5-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at Toys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Vinganza Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Vinganza Media Incorporated.